Maine's Political Pulse is made possible by listeners and by Lee Auto Malls, featuring all electric vehicles from Nissan and Toyota in stock now. Learn more at leeauto.com electric. You're listening to Maine's Political Pulse. I'm Robbie Feinberg. I'm joined by Maine Public's chief political correspondent, Steve Missler. This is the second in a series of weekly programs where we'll be taking you in-depth into the eight referenda on Maine's ballots for this fall's election. Today, we're going to analyze question two. This is asking voters, quote, do you want to ban foreign governments and entities that they own, control, or influence for making campaign contributions or financing communications for or against candidates or ballot questions? Steve Bissler, you are here to explain exactly what that question means and to give us some background on this measure. So to start, where did this measure come from? So, Robbie, question two is a direct outgrowth of the debate over the Central Maine Power Corridor project in western Maine and specifically attempts to scuttle that project at the ballot box. So in 2019, as opponents were organizing a referendum that would halt the corridor project, Hydro-Quebec, the electricity supplier for the project, formed a ballot committee designed to combat that opposition by way of political advertising and electioneering. And Hydro-Quebec's entry into the campaign raised a basic question— Can a company wholly owned by the government of Quebec spend money to influence a Maine election? And the answer is yes. Maine election law and the Federal Election Campaign Act explicitly prohibit foreign nationals from contributing to or spending on behalf of candidate campaigns. But both state and federal law are silent on the issue of foreign electioneering and state referendums. So that's why Hydro-Quebec was able to spend more than $22 million in the 2021 corridor referendum. Question two aims to close that loophole and prevent that kind of spending from similar government-owned entities. Yeah, so you mentioned question two, it comes out of this power line debate. But what's the big argument here from supporters beyond that? You know, why, why do they think passing this is so important beyond just that utility angle? Well, the central argument is that Maine referendums primarily affect Maine residents and that corporations controlled by foreign governments are primarily interested in their own constituencies. Republican State Senator Rick Bennett, who leads the group that put this issue on the ballot, described it this way when attempting to pass this bill in the legislature. Free and fair elections are the foundation of our country and our state, and we have the responsibility to ensure that they are conducted of, by, and for the people. Unfortunately, Foreign government spending and dark money special interest groups threaten our core institutions. These factions are spending an unprecedented amount of money to influence our elections, and it gets worse and worse by the year. The voters I talk to and I've heard from have had enough. And Steve, what exactly would this question do? So the main objective is to make electioneering in state, county, or municipal referendum illegal for companies or entities controlled or owned by a foreign government. That means those companies would not be able to spend money on political advertising if this becomes law. Question two also requires the four members of Maine's congressional delegation to sponsor or co-sponsor a so-called anti-corruption resolution in Congress. And that would effectively call for an amendment to the U.S. Constitution that would undo the Supreme Court's 2010 Citizens United decision, which unleashed a wave of election spending by corporations. 
a lot of polls, they have shown this question is pretty broadly popular across the state. Are there any groups who are coming out against this? Yeah, several business organizations oppose it, and there are groups representing news outlets that are really worried about a specific provision in this too. From the business perspective, there's a lot of concern about how a government-owned or controlled entity is defined in the, in the legislation. Does the prohibition include, say, a sovereign wealth fund that happens to invest in a main company? Would that company be sidelined from a referendum campaign? Those questions concern business organizations who are worried that they might not be able to fight back if a ballot initiative in this state is later proposed that affects them. Yeah, so let's go into a few of the kind of weedy provisions in this question, because it seems like there's been a lot of misinformation around specifically question two here. First is what you just kind of hinted at there. It's this whole idea of foreign-owned versus foreign government-owned. We've heard the governor express some concerns that this kind of policy could silence a lot of main companies. Uh, How valid would you say those concerns are? Yeah, there's definitely been some conflation between foreign-owned and foreign government-owned. And I suspect some of it is just genuine confusion or perhaps stems from how foreign government ownership is defined in the legislation. And, And some of it has certainly been a purposeful attempt to scare up opposition to this measure. But to be clear, this proposal targets foreign government-owned entities and not companies whose ownership is composed of foreign nationals. And do we know which companies would be barred from electioneering and, and which ones could just keep doing what they're doing right now? Well, I don't think there's been a full accounting of which companies would be prohibited from electioneering. But here's what we know for sure. If the legislation had been law in 2021, Hydro-Quebec would not have been allowed to advertise against the anti-corridor referendum or any subsequent ballot campaign. And if the legislation had been law this year, it would have sidelined Maine's second largest utility provider, Versant Power, from spending against Question 3, which would replace Versant and Central Maine Power with a statewide utility run by an elected board. And that's because Versant is owned by NMAX a corporation owned by the city of Calgary, Alberta, and that's a foreign government as defined in the Question 2 legislation. Those are obvious examples, but there's also some questions about whether it would affect central main power, and that's because CMP is owned by Iberdrola, which is in turn partially owned by a wealth fund operated by the government of Qatar. CMP says it's unaffected by the legislation, but it also lobbied against it in the legislature. So there are a lot of complications here, for sure. (laughs) There's another big question here that's, is this ballot question actually constitutional? Some opponents are claiming that parts of this question might violate the state's constitution. Uh, What what parts of this measure are they concerned about here? Well, there's definitely a spirited debate about that, Robbie, and it mostly centers on political speech and who has a right to it. I mean, the Supreme Court has argued that corporations are effectively people— and that they have the same rights to political speech as living, breathing human beings. That's why we have Citizens United, which unleashed the corporate election spending we have today. The question is whether those same rights extend to corporations owned by foreign governments. Now, that question is relatively untested, but it might be if question two is approved by voters. Yeah, And in some of your own reporting, you've mentioned that if Maine passed this, it would join a growing number of states that are barring this kind of foreign electioneering. Why are we seeing this measure tied to to some of these big national campaign finance initiatives? Well, there's a direct tie between legislation like this and groups that oppose the Citizens United ruling, specifically because it takes a bite out of the election spending unleashed by Citizens United, while also containing a provision that aims to reverse that ruling completely. 
Some proposals in other states take an even bigger bite out of that spending by prohibiting all electioneering by foreign-owned companies. Minnesota just passed a law doing just that, and it's now being challenged in court. By comparison, this proposal takes a smaller bite than some of its counterparts, but that might not inoculate it from a legal challenge. And that was Maine Public's chief political correspondent, Steve Missler. Thanks for joining us for Maine's Political Pulse. You can also read the Political Pulse newsletter. Find that online at mainepublic.org pulse. And you can also head to our website to read or listen to even more of our analysis of the questions on this fall's ballot. And keep an eye on your podcast feed. We'll have even more episodes coming up on these ballot questions in the weeks ahead. Our music is by Rob Holt. I'm Robbie Feinberg. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again soon on Maine's Political Pulse.